Hello and welcome to this episode of the Daily Walk Heavenwards podcast. I am Father Stanislaw and I'm really honored and privileged to journey with you with the Word of God that we heard this week. Let us open our minds and our hearts and welcome the Word. Let us bow our head and pray. O God, protector of those who hope in you, without whom nothing has a firm foundation, nothing is holy, bestow in abundance your mercy upon us, and grant that, with you as our ruler and guide, we may use the good things that pass in such a way as to hold fast even now to those that ever endured. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure buried in a field, which a person finds and hides again, and out of joy goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant searching for fine pearls. When he finds a pearl of great price, he goes and sells all that he has and buys it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net thrown into the sea, which collects fish of every kind. When it is full, they hold it ashore and sit down to put what is good into the buckets. What is bad, they throw away. Thus will be at the end of the age. The angels will go out and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace, where they will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Do you understand all these things? They answered, yes. And he replied, then every scribe who has been instructed in the kingdom of heaven is like the head of a household who brings from his storeroom both the new and the old. The Gospel of the Lord. As a church, we take another step forward and we reach the end of this section where Jesus has been teaching using parables. Parables are little stories that uh, are usually based on everyday situation, but one element of the story is always twisted so that the listener will get surprised and they will remember what the story was all about. So now we reach the end, and we know it's at the end, because Jesus tells the disciples, do you understand all these things? And he's asking us the very same thing. Do you understand what I've been teaching you? They answered, yes. It took them a lifetime to understand, really, the impact of these parables. But how about us? If you remember, we started this section with focusing on the fact that Jesus said that we have to listen to them in a special way. You remember that I shared with you that embarrassing moment in my life when I 
visited somebody and he said, hey, how you doing? And the friend said, well, not so good. And I said, oh, that's nice. Okay, why? Because I was expecting I'm good, right? But it, it, and I was not paying attention. I still remember that very special moment. Yes. And now you do too, so it's good. But you understand, we have to listen with the intent of getting something out of it. And that's the attitude we must always have when we hear the Word of God proclaimed for us. Because we know that it is at that table that we are formed, that we are fed as much as at the table of the Eucharist. But we cannot let the words go on one side and the other side. Why? Jesus has been telling us that the word that we hear, it's like that seed. You remember? That the sower spreads everywhere. And we must make sure that the soil that receives that seed must be as ready for it as possible. We cannot just listen. Sometimes I have to tell you, you know, not too long ago I was on the other side of the congregation. And um, uh, I remember, you know, you go through the readings and finally you hear the word of the Lord. And instead of going, thanks be to God, I was going, thanks be to God. So long, so difficult to listen, right? And you go reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans. No, no Romans. Wow, no, I, you know. But we need to. Ch I needed to change my attitude because the moment I was doing that, I was closing. I was letting the thorns and the bush get the best of the seed, right? I was not making my heart ready to welcome the word. Why? I had my own prejudice, but I also lacked preparation. Instead of our responsorial psalm, we said it. I, I saw you saying it. Well, I didn't see it because you have a mask. But I heard you responding, Lord, I love your commands. And the word of the Lord is our delight. Like, woohoo, God is speaking to us. We're going to hear Romans. Yeah. Okay. Our Sunday delight begins with the word of God. Why? Because in revealing himself to us through his word, we are now able to respond to a great call. We are invited, Jesus used these images, that the Word of God, when we let the Word of God really take root, really grow, it generates a fruitful harvest. But we have to make sure because the cares of the world and even the enemy can plant something else that may look like the Word of God, it may sound like the Word of God, but it's not the Word of God. You remember the weeds that we talked about last time. So we must constantly make sure that we recognize the Word of God for what it is. And how do we do it? How do musicians learn and hear, discern if the note is right or wrong? How do musicians, for example, learn if an instrument is tuned or not? Well, we practice. How do we know certain things? Well, we practice, and that's what we have to do. So whenever we do that, the fruitful harvest now becomes clear to us that when we let the Holy Spirit help us to let that Word, the Word of God, take root in us and becomes part of our behavior, part of the way we think, part of the way we act, we respond to the most basic of all callings. Each one of us have received a fundamental call 
Now, I want you to turn the, the listening gear. I uh, know it's difficult. But this is important. Ready? You cannot miss this one. This is what Christianity is all about. Each one of us, I'm sure, have an idea of what Christianity is about. But Christianity is not about what we think Christianity is. Christianity is what God is telling us is. And St. Paul tells us in the letter of Paul to the Romans that we are called to become another Christ, to grow in conformity, meaning the same form of Christ, which is exactly what the Eucharist does, right? It helps us to become whom we receive, Christ. So what is Christianity? What is this all about? We becoming more and more like Jesus. So that when we go into our, the world, when we go out there, living in our, our families, in our relationship, in our jobs, in our, everywhere we go, we bring the kingdom of God with us. And we go into the kingdom of God. Remember, the kingdom is of God. And it's the kingdom in the Gospel of Matthew. It's never called the kingdom of God. It's the kingdom of heaven, not the kingdom in heaven. Okay? So it's the kingdom that is something we experience here. It's the heavenly presence, the presence of God here. It's not just the kingdom come. Do you understand? It's something we already can and must experience here and now. Yes, in your family, in your place of work, in your business, at the supermarket, everywhere we go, there is the kingdom of God. So, how do we do that? Well, it's not easy. It's not easy, is it? It's not easy to discern what is the Christian way of living and reacting and doing and speaking. And in order to do that, the first reading helps us by giving us Solomon, gives us an idea of how to start this growing as a child of God. What is happening? Solomon has just been made king. He's succeeding King David. He is the king of Israel. I mean, he is the, 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 the man. Okay, he is the man. So now, try to succeed the man. And on top of this, he is young. So God tells him in a dream, what do you want me to do for you? What would you answer? Come on, that's a great chance. You know, God says, what, ask me one thing. What do we want? And yet God does that exactly every single time we find ourselves in a situation where we don't know what to do. God shows up and says, what do you want me to do? What can we do together? Solomon goes through a little prayer that is also meditation, and he says something that is absolutely awesome. Something that I learned, and this week as I was preparing myself for this liturgy, I reclaimed as my own. Something that in order to say requires a lot of courage and humility. He says, Lord, I have no idea what to do. Have you ever tried, you know, you find yourself in a situation, maybe in your relationship with your children, with your spouse, like, I have no idea what to do here. Okay, we can tell him. It's good. We don't lose any points. So he says, Lord, give me, the English word says it, the discerning heart. But the actual, uh, the Hebrew points to a listening heart. You remember? How are you? Not good. Oh, that's good. Okay. Give me a heart that is willing and able to hear what you're saying. 
because I need to capture your word. And God was pleased with that. Now, he says, I need a listening heart so that I can discern what is right from what is wrong. Oh, we need that heart. We need that heart. From the moment we wake up in the morning, all the way when we go down in the, at night. Right? I need to figure out how to respond to that particular post that I read. Okay? Now, this one, do I need to share it or not? Is this real or not real? Is that word that I need to tell to my spouse, to my kids, to not, you, you know, you know what the, we need to know now more than ever what is right and what is wrong. And we can only have it if God gives us that wisdom. And we get the wisdom, we got the seed, we got the word, we just have to listen to it. So now we have to act and we begin by saying, Lord, I need your help. I have no idea how to deal with this. Let's do it together. And that choice pleased the Lord. Believe me, every time I find that expression in the Bible, I underline it. I want to please him. I want to make him happy. And therefore, what makes, us, makes him happy? A listening heart. So I'm working on it. Hopefully, we can help each other in becoming more able to, more available to the Word of God. We have to understand, my friends, that when we answer to the call of becoming more and more like Christ, of leaving out our baptism, we have to realize that what God is giving us is something unique, something that we cannot find any place else. That's why in these parables we realize that God is going to make himself found, both by those who are looking for him and those who are not looking for him. Because God wants everybody to know him. So like the merchant looking for the pearl of great price, he, find, he, he let himself be found. And I want to look for him every single day. I want to learn more and more about him so that I can understand the, the, the gift that, that he has given us. But then he also makes himself found by people who are not looking for him. And yet something happens in their lives and they realize, whoa, I found something, a treasure hidden somewhere. And you never know what happened. Both the merchant and the farmer working in the field do something amazing. They sell everything in order to get something more valuable. Nothing, nothing compares to what God has given us in Christ. Do you understand? Do you understand the gift that is given us? So let's never put our faith next to anything else because they don't compare. Unfortunately, we are doing it. And a lot of people in the church today, they said, well, if the church doesn't match, the, the teaching of the church doesn't match my opinion about this topic, well, we agree to disagree and bye-bye church. So you see, it's always a little crooked. And yet, this is what God has given us. Do I consider it? of such a value that I'm willing of letting go of everything else so that I can grab that. And what do they have in common? They do this out of joy. Even St. Paul later on will tell us that he considers everything rubbish c compared to 
the knowledge of Christ. We need wisdom to be like that net. Those fishermen that allow, they, they, they know which fish to keep and which one to throw away. We need the wisdom to know what is worth focusing on and what it needs to be removed. We need the wisdom to know when it's time to change the channel, physically and uh, allegorically. We need to know what to do in our lives so that the treasure, which is Christ himself, becomes truly what we go for. We have received the Pearl of Great Price. We have found the treasure. Now it's our job to do whatever it takes to make sure that from this treasure we take things that are new and old. We as Christians are constantly moving into the future by remaining grounded in the present. If we only focus on the old, as Pope Francis told us many times, we become like a museum. Very nice, very good, nothing wrong, but a museum. The old without the new remains there. But the new without the old gets everywhere. And it's the same in our lives. We must always find a way, a new way, to bring the gospel into our relationships, into our workplace, into the church. Always ready to welcome whatever God gives us. So how do we do it? The psalm, I hope we use this psalm this week as our prayer. Making sure that we learn how to delight in the Word of God. Because it is the Word of God, as the psalm told us, that allows us to keep what is good and to let go what is bad. In the Word of God, we know what God values. And that Word allows us to tune in into the heart of God so that we can deny ourselves, pick up the cross, and follow Him. As we continue to pray, we want to thank the Lord that He has revealed Himself to us as a Father who is telling us, don't worry. I want you to have a life of, of abundance. Don't believe the world that tells you you need more and more stuff or you need to be mad about these things in order to be who you are. I'm telling you who you are. You are my child. I love you immensely. I love you to death. Grab that identity and let it grow because that is the greatest treasure that God has given us, understanding truly how much he loves us. And let's continue this week to pray for each other so that indeed we may become the community where people can come and share with us the great value, the great treasure that we are willing to celebrate and share with all people. Because only in this way we can truly understand together what it means to be part of the family of God. And I hope you felt inspired to respond to that question. Do you really understand these things? And we can say yes to the Lord by the way we put the gospel into practice. I wish you well. I continue to pray for all of you. And I ask you to continue to pray for me and for all of us involved in the ministry of the word. God bless and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.